What's up, world? Welcome back to the show. It's the last day of the MLB 2020 crazy effing season. But before we get into that, I want to introduce somebody who's a co-host of this show. Editor of Call to the Pen, guys. Multiple reviews on IMDb for his old profile. <laughs> this guy does it all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just picked up another job. I can't tell you what it is. It's, some, it's a big deal, but I can't tell you what it is. GM of, actually, no, commissioner of my fantasy baseball league, which is probably his biggest title. Accomplishment. Yeah. <clears throat> Manny, go three on Twitter. Manny, say what's up to the fans. What's up, everybody? It's me, guys. You know me. You know me from, you know, my days in incarnation. Uh, <laughs> first eighth grade. Spent one year in St. Agnes High School on 87th and West End. Then I moved to Jersey. You want the whole, the whole story? Just kidding. Not, um, no, I'm not going to go there. Uh, what's up, guys? It's hey. postseason baseball, man. Let's yeah. go. I just want to quickly say that uh, I had a baseball game today, and mm. I put – I put playing in a baseball game above almost everything in life. So I barely watched sports today. I watched the first Buffalo Bill touchdown of the day, but I didn't watch the rest of the game. Didn't have time to watch any baseball game. Came home, drink, drank like three beers, drinking one now. Kind of twisted. Don't know how we're <laughs> going to get to this podcast, but that's just me being honest. The playoff picture is set. Is that correct? It is indeed. It is set. And um, let's go through it real quick. So in the American League, we're going to have the Tampa Bay Rays are going to face off against the Toronto Blue Jays for a three game set starting on Tuesday. You're going to have the Cleveland Indians versus the New York Yankees. So the White Sox went from being the once the one seed earlier this week to falling all the way down to the to the seventh seed. The Twins end up clinching in the central. They're going to end up facing the Houston Astros. And then you're going to round it out with the Oakland A's versus the Chicago White Sox. Should we give our reactions to the American League first and then move on to the National League? What do you think? Yeah, what a bummer for the White Sox, man. Yes, and yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. I'm with I mean, you on that. What I mean is, like, they went from facing potentially the Blue Jays to now facing the Oakland Athletics, which is a way bigger difference to me. I mean, I, the Blue Jays... They're cool and everything. Like, they're young. They're hip. They fit the description of what you want a team to look like today. Like, young and they're up and coming and everything. But I just feel like they don't have any pitching besides Ryu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying that the A's are are this, like – they're not they're not the Reds when it comes to their pitching staff. But they're, they're better suited for a playoff series than the Blue Jays. So, right. I don't know, man. Um, so – if I'm the Blue Jays, I, so I'm a Yankees fan, as everyone knows. If I'm the Blue Jays, I'm disappointed that I'm not taking the Yankees because, in my opinion, the two weakest teams in this in this uh, this uh, roundup of eight teams are one the Houston the Houston Astros and two the New York Yankees. I think the Yankees are. I, I'm totally down on this team. I came into the season super excited. You can. Turn back the tape. I feel like a fucking idiot for saying all the shit I said about this team. All the taunting, all that stuff. I apologize. I take it back. This team has, like, no heart and soul. They either hit a ton of home runs and kill you or they lose. They, they have no fight in them. There's no close games, none of that stuff. And it's really disappointing to see in this team. Hopefully they could turn it on somehow, but I don't know. I, I don't – to this point, I don't see it. At the same time, I feel like the A's um, – I don't have the the standings in front of me, but for some reason they're they're one of those powerhouse teams that I'm just not I'm also not that afraid of for some reason. I think the scariest teams in the American League, in my opinion, are the Cleveland Indians scare me because of their pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays scare me, and. I guess the Twins because they have decent pitching and they can hit home runs too. They're like the Yankees and and the Rays combined almost. You know what I mean? You know, I'm not going to lie. Like the Yankees, I know you're disappointed in how the Yankees have been as of late, but we all know what's going to happen. They're going to turn it up. Judge <laughs> is going to start hitting home runs again. Um, oh my God. So the Yankees are 
still to me a scary team to face off in the playoffs. I'll admit the Rays are too. You know, I didn't want to give the Rays credit. I didn't think they'd be winning the division. Here they are slapping me in the face, taking the number one overall seed in this 2020 playoff bracket. Look at you, um, you're growing up. <clears throat> not scared, not scared of the Blue Jays. Um, a part of me is not scared of Houston, you know? Yeah. They, they, they have a lot of injuries right now. Uh, no, no, no Verls. Yeah. White Sox and Oyeron Alvarez as well. I don't know how much, how big a deal that is. I don't really know if he was uh, producing this year. Man, guys, I just got to throw in real quick. I, I had one too many, I think. <laughs> I think Jordan Alvarez has been out all year, man, by the way. Has he been out all year? I'm pre- pretty sure, yeah. No, he definitely no. He definitely <laughs> had a home run moment this year because in typical social media fashion, uh, I know I remember getting a notification this year, and you can look this up if you want, but I remember getting a notification this year, Jordan Alvarez going deep, and then the notification was like, Jordan is back. Or whatever the hell that means, you know. Let's just forget about the atrocious 2019 postseason that this guy had after such a wonderful uh, rookie season. But so I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he – okay, maybe he played a few games, but I'm pretty sure he went down. Okay, here we go. I have his stat sheet right here. You ready, guys? How many games did your Don Alvarez play? I'm going to give you the over-under here. As I take a sip of this beer, hit me with it, man. Over-under, four games. How many games did he play? Over-under, what do you think? Over. Under. He only played two what? games. What? Yeah, two games this season. And he hit <laughs> wow. one home run and four, four RBIs. Yeah, so. So, yeah, whoever sent that notification from Bleacher <laughs> Report, man, you guys are, you're the devil. You're, you, <laughs> you jinxed that guy's entire season yep. saying that he yep. was back. Because I think he was coming back from an injury. He, <laughs> he was. was I think he was. Yeah, I think you're oh, right. Oh, man, that's crazy. So, how do you see this AL bracket playing out? first round and then all right we'll do first round all right sure, let's uh, so just do the first round between the rays and the blue jays i think it's it's the rays i just think the rays can do it on in so many different ways uh a, a lot of people are down on glass now but i still think he's a beast of a pitcher and one of the most scariest pitchers that you could see out there because not just because he has good stuff but because one one of the stats that i read about him is about his his extension his arm extension is like the longest in baseball like by the time thought, he releases the ball, he looks like he's like right on top of the plate. Essentially, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that's not Araldis Chapman. No, it's apparently it's Glass now. Wow. Um, and one more thing, we have started talking about this before the podcast, but for this upcoming project that that we have coming up, which hopefully we'll have an announcement for that soon, I got to interview uh, Rays third base coach Rodney Linares um, this weekend. And just in doing the research for this guy and what he's done with the Rays organization, this guy should be in consideration. I would say that you guys are going to hear this guy's name in consideration for the Red Sox position. Position Ron Gardenhire uh, had to retire this past week. I would say that the Detroit Tigers will probably consider him. This is nothing I've heard. It's just just from doing the research and seeing that those jobs are are open. If, the, if you don't hear his name, something's wrong with the system because this guy, I'm going to list a number of players that went through this guy before they got to the big leagues. And I'm, then I'm going to tell you a story that he told me, which you'll hear in an interview, uh, in the interview, which, uh, I think it's going to be released in mid-October. Players that have gone through this guy, Jose Altuve, George Springer, Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa, J.D. Martinez, Kike Hernandez, Delano De Shields, um, God, was it Vince Vel- Vince Velasquez? I can't remember. There's about ten players. I could keep going on and on and on. And two stories that he relayed to me that that were really that really made the, the research that I did made me feel that way. When he told me these two stories, I was like, oh yeah, for sure. Like this is the perfect guy you want for for a manager. Jose Altuve was drafted by the Astros organization. And they essentially didn't want to give him a shot. They, they, you know, he was going to ride the bench. They wanted to put players ahead of him because he's a short guy. He wasn't, he wasn't presenting as, as anything that was going to pan out. And one day, Linares saw him take BP and he said, there's something special about this guy. And at first he was, he was, uh, he was kind of put off by Altuve too. Like, I don't know if this guy's going to do it for me or whatever. 
So he put him in the lineup at second base one day, and they called him and said they don't, you know, they didn't want Altuve. They wanted to put somebody else there. So he said, okay, whatever. I'm going to put him wherever I have a position. If there's an outfield position, I'm putting him there because I know this guy could hit. And he gave him his opportunity. And Altuve essentially spent his entire minor league career under Rodney Linares. And I know that he would say, because he said this to me in the interview, he would say, no, I can't take credit for that. It was all Altuve, whatever. But if it wasn't for a guy vouching for him, for Altuve, like Rodney Linares did, we might not see Altuve today. You know what I'm saying? This is one of the greatest hitters of all time. So it seems like this guy has like a pulse on the on the heartbeat of a of a game did, and a player. But how how is his? And I don't want to get too into this. I want to wait for the interview. I'm, I'm interested in hearing the interview. But like, how is his analytical? Um, I would say wow, that he leans know. he leans old school, but he's embraced what the modern take is on the game. Like he understands why. Like he he was opposed to the shift at first and then he saw, oh shit, it works. You know, and he understands how a shift works. Like he's, he's just, he's the third base coach for the, for the race. So for those of you guys who don't know oh, baseball super, that well, they're super they're, analytical. They're like the, they're like the managers on the field essentially. Cause you're, yeah. you're the one controlling everything. Um, they and, shift the most. Yeah. They shift the most. Um, I'm, sometimes I wonder if guys are like available like him for a manager position, but since we're all, since the entire MLB is leaning towards, analytics that do guys like this get overlooked and then they just end up becoming like a bench coach or a third base coach and, and stuff See, like that's that, the thing know? he he was initially he was under the most analytical organization in sports in the houston astros and he he went beyond that so he eventually embraced the analytics and became a, a, a super winning manager in the minors to the point where baseball america named him the best manager prospect in the in the minors he bucked the trend when they told him these guys aren't good enough. He said, no, I see something here. Like there's something special about this guy. He did the same thing with JD Martinez and that story. He seemed even more proud of because to everybody, JD Martinez was going to be a nobody. And and he uh, saw something and he did the same thing he did for JD that he did for Altuve. He started writing his uh, name into the lineups and JD Martinez would struggle. And he would be like, fuck, man, I know this guy has something, but he's struggling here. So one day they called him and said, JD can't, you know, can't play. So he ran somebody out to play the outfield. And as that person's running out to play the outfield, he gets hurt. Hmm. <laughs> and he goes, he sees his opportunity, he goes, JD, go to left, go. And he moved the guy over to center. Like, then let's not give anybody else an opportunity here. And from that day forward, JD started raking. And, and Linara says that JD talks about it all the time. You can go back and l- listen to the interviews. But what to me, what more can you ask for in a manager, a guy who believes in you, a guy who stands behind you, a guy who uh, will embrace the analytics. But if he sees something in you, he's not going to give up on you. You know what I mean? He's not just going to say the numbers. The computer said no. So fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I, th- I think the reason why he hasn't been hired yet is because he never made it to the majors. He only played two years in the minor leagues. and He transitioned straight to coaching and he was in the Astro system. For 22 years, he he managed for 12 seasons, and his first MLB opportunity was with the Rays as a third base coach, was which is a huge deal. And um, yeah, man, I really think, like I was saying to you before we got on, uh, we just heard that the, that Ron Renicki is probably not going to come back for the Red Sox. He would be the perfect manager for that team, I think. And think about the organization he plays for now under Heim Bloom. You know what I mean? Was it yeah. no Heim Bloom was with the Rays. And now he's with the Red Sox. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and I think Heim uh, hired him, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm really like, I, I'm like, we really don't do these coaches any service. Just, just doing a little bit of research on this guy. I'm like, fuck, man. I never like, I've heard of him before, but not, not this much. I didn't know how much of an impact he had on the Astros organization. So anyway, yeah. raise over the over the Blue Jays. Well. <laughs> You know what? It's funny that you're saying Rays over the Blue Jays, and I too think that it'll be the Rays over the Blue Jays. But right now, the Rays have some key players on the IL. Yandy mm-hmm. Diaz, 10-day ten day, D- 10 day DL, but it seems optimistic that he will be available for the postseason. Jose Alvarado, left-handed, right, uh, left-handed relief pitcher. I'm pretty sure he's gone for the season. I'm, here, I'm seeing he's on the 60-day DL. G-Man Choi who is the Garrett Cole finisher, 
as I like to <laughs> <laughs> just made that up. Um, 10 day DL as well, but seems optimistic for the postseason. Austin Meadows should be finishing up his 10 day DL coming back for the postseason. But they got some they got some key players in, in the in the IL. So it could be the Blue Jays getting hot at the right time. Who knows, man? That'd be crazy. That'd be the that'd be a big upset to me, but I don't know. What I do you doubt think? it. The next matchup is the Yankees and the Indians. I think this is the worst possible matchup that the Yankees could have gotten in the you, first round. I think I think the Twins would have been the worst matchup. I don't know. I don't think so because I think I, there's something to there's something about slaying that dragon. Like even though half of those teams probably have nothing to do with those teams that couldn't beat the Yankees, there's just something about the Twins versus the Yankees that for me, I just I. I feel like the, the Twins are very similar to the Yankees. They're like a home run or nothing type team, except they ha- I think they have better, probably have better pitching overall. I'm not sure. But no, I, um, so. I don't want to see Shane Bieber followed by um, probably Carlos Carrasco or, or Plezak. And there's another starter for the, the Twins who's beasting the season. Um, you mean for the Indians? For the Indians. McKenzie? Not, not McKenzie Gore. There's another one. Hold no, on, no. Me... McKenzie Gore is part of the no that he's he's from the Padres wow yeah no no this guy McKenzie like Trent, is like Trent Trent Tristan McKenzie yeah Trent McKenzie something Maybe. McKenzie I got I just call him McKenzie okay I got it it's the guy's name I can't I can't pronounce okay and I'm looking at his numbers and maybe they're not that great but I feel like I looked at them recently they're not that well the bad. point is the Indians are no slouch when it comes to starting pitching how I do you say you. this guy's name Savale Cavale I think the uh, he he got rocked yesterday. I think he got he? rocked and his and his uh, ERA ballooned because of it. But still, yeah, yeah, decent, most yeah. Of anyway, so yeah, I don't want to <laughs> face that pitching. I don't I don't want to no, face no. that pitching. You know Shane what? Bieber versus Garrett Cole. I'm not. Sh- I think I go Bieber based no, on what Bieber, happened this season. Listen, you know what I mean. We should have mentioned this earlier, but Shane Bieber is walking away with the triple crown this year, guys. Yeah. So he's the Cy Young winner. If they if so, anybody else gets the Cy Young, it was it was a snub. It Jason, Justin Bieber, <laughs> Justin Bieber, <laughs> Shane Bieber got snubbed if he doesn't get the, the Cy Young. But listen, how many beers did you drink, man? <laughs> like, like three, but one of them was an IPA that a cousin of ours handed to me at the baseball game that I was playing at. That we won, by the way. Oof. So, shout out. But Olive. yeah, man, that hit, hit me pretty, hit me pretty hard. But I saw something <laughs> in the Twins. I've been watching the Twins lately. <laughs> <laughs> been watching the Twins lately, and the the Twins they're more than just a home run team, man. They they just uh, they put the ball in play, and I think they aside from the White Sox have the scariest lineup in this postseason bracket. And I feel like Yankees pitching, although it's been okay, I think they could have survived the Garrett Cole start, an okay J Hap start, a Masahiro, Sana- a Masahiro Tanaka start. I'm not saying the Yankees couldn't do the opposite to the Twins, but it's time, man. It's time. Either the Twins okay. face the Yankees, would have faced the Yankees now, will face the Yankees <laughs> in the next round. I think the Twins, actually, no, they won't face them until the uh, ALCS. But you get the point. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why I think uh, the Cleveland Indians are the worst possible team the Yankees could face in the first round. It's because it's a three-game series. You just have to win two games. Yeah. So the reason why you signed Garrett Cole is because you needed that ace killer, that stopper right there. And – that killer is going to face off against the best, the best pitcher in baseball, Shane yeah. Bieber. Yep. Literally, the first game that the Yankees are going to have in the postseason, they got this guy to assassinate people. He, he's going to end up facing off fucking – it's like Kill Bill when uh, – Well – You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know what? Like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I didn't watch a lot of baseball today. I try to watch as much – uh, recaps of yesterday's games. The only baseball game I really watched yesterday, because I was watching the NBA Finals, was the uh, the Mets game, the the Grom game. By the way, I wanted the Mets to survive. Me this. too. I, I wanted I wanted to see them in the postseason. Let me just say mm-hmm. that. I know we rip on the Mets a lot, but seeing the seeing the Grom pitch, I kind of wanted to see them in the playoffs. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, I don't know who lined up perfectly to have your aces go game one, game two, and all that stuff. So I don't know if Shane, is Shane Bieber going to pitch game one? Like, is that official? I would imagine so. I could check right now when the last time he started was. But I would imagine that because the Indians were pretty much in. Like, it was going to take a lot for them not to get in. So and if the they Yankees, don't have Bieber lined up for game one, then. I was going to, yeah, I was going to say that, uh, 
you know, Garrett Cole just has to outlast Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber's not going to go the entire game. So all they, ha- all they would have to do is, you know, he would have to pitch well enough that the game is still within reach or that you're winning uh, late into the game and then hand it over to the bullpen. But I don't think I have to look at the numbers to know that the Yankees bullpen hasn't been that great this mm-hmm. year. So, yeah. So Biebs, as I call him. Um, hasn't pitched since the twenty third, so he'll be he'll be. Available. He's definitely pitching. Yeah, he's definitely pitching. So, by the way, what a matchup! Cole versus Bieber, like that's must see TV right there. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be away with the kids. I'm gonna make sure that they're fucking. I hope that's a night game, and then I'm gonna put them in bed at six that night. Just kidding. I'll watch it on my phone. Anyway, Bieber has gone beyond the has pitched into the eighth inning. One, two, three four times this season. I think Cole didn't do it once this year. So no, he didn't. So if anybody's going to outlast the other, it's going to be Bieber over Cole. And yep. Cole this season, I feel like he's at 100 pitches in the fifth inning. Like, he's, he's, having, he's had a phenomenal – I think the Yankees got what they paid for. I do not regret signing Garrett Cole based on what he's done this season. But it's a shortened season, and if you look at the numbers, he started getting hot after his ninth and his tenth game. I think it was – no, after his 11th, 12th game – and that's exactly where we are now. So I'm hoping that he gets super hot and turns into that Garrett Cole that we saw at the end of last year. If he is that person, then I feel I feel a lot more confident than I do right now. Right now, game one is a it's a it's even for me. I, it could go either way. When it comes to game two and game three, I was hoping that we could just take game one because then you could steal game two or game three from the Indians, from Carrasco or from Polisak. But you you're breaking even in game one. It could go anybody's way. And then you're putting all your eggs into Masahiro Tanaka or James Paxton, not James Paxton, J Hap's basket. And I'm confident in Tanaka and I'm semi-confident in, in J Hap, but I'm not like, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost either. You know what I mean? They're not ace stoppers. They're not guys you're expecting to go out and win. They're guys, <laughs> they're guys you're expecting to go out and do the job and your offense is going to be able to carry it over. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Nope. So I don't know. I, I really, I feel like that game, I feel like that series is going to go to game five. Game three. Best is of three, it? man. Are you, it's a, oh, it's a best of three. Best of three. Yep. Okay. Just, uh, a lot of beers guys. Um, all right, let's move on. Next. It'll go to game the, three. It'll go to game three. Next is the Minnesota twins versus the Houston, Houston Astros. Um, I think it's, it's going to be the twins. It better be the twins. Because although I'm not as heavy on the Astros hate as the entire world is, I'm not saying I want these guys to be eliminated. I just don't think they – I just don't think the Twins can lose to this team, man. Uh, twins, Josh Donaldson is day-to-day. So no the, the bringer of rain, who I – I think I chose him to be my comeback player of the year at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. hasn't had much time to really – display his home run talent this year but he's day-to-day um but like i said before the twins lineup man they they to me that's the best lineup next to the white Sox in the playoffs not looking at the numbers this is more like a gut feeling the twins to me nelson cruz having an amazing season uh the twins can't lose to the astros Mm -hmm. astros are are without justin verlander Jordan Alvarez, like I mentioned before, although he's been out the whole season, so that's that's not news <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> but uh, Jake Odorizzi, too. 10-day DL for the Twins. Mm. Nice. Likely, likely available for the postseason. But Here's, I'm going to give you some... It's a three-game se- series, so... So you would say it's uh, Grinky, probably Ukidi, and is McCullers a reliever, or is he starting the season? I really can't... I, don't, I have no idea. I would say... McCullers would be out of the bullpen, but there's that other guy. He's on my fantasy baseball team. I wish it's like Javier. Yeah, they do have another starter. Javier, Christian Javier, Christian Javier. Christian Javier. Okay. I, um, I think he. I think he'd get a start. So pretty good this year. Grenke's probably your game one starter. Here's some numbers for Grenke against the Minnesota Twins for his career. The Twins have a four six four ERA. I mean. Granke has a 4.64 ERA against the Twins. That's the third worst of any team in baseball. The only teams ahead of them are the Yankees and the Baltimore Orioles. Um, he has a 
1.438 whip against the Twins in his career. That's the second worst of any team he's faced in his entire career. Damn. Um, so let me see. Strikeouts per nine, 7.2 strikeouts per nine. That's one, two, three, four, five, six worst of any team he's faced in his entire career. So um, he was a member of the Kansas City Royals to start his career. So he he faced them a lot early on. Maybe he hasn't faced them as much later on in his career. I was trying to look at split, splits for 2019 and he didn't face the Twins last year. So, but I'm looking at his career numbers. Sometimes, you know, these trends continue. So just something to keep your mind on. Maybe, you know, if he's your game one starter, the Twins could probably beat him because he doesn't have good numbers against them. Um, so I don't know. I'm going Twins. I feel, I don't really feel that confident in the Astros. I feel like when Verlander went down, um, Alvarez isn't there. You know, the team has been struggling offensively. I feel like, I don't know. It's just not their year this year. The Astros are a sub 500 team. To finish off the season. The only sub-500 team in, in the whole thing, yep. I believe. They're 4-13 and 13 against teams over 500. They're 9-23 and 23 away. Twins have home field advantage. Twins are actually 18-12 and 12 over teams above 500. So the Twins are just a better team in this matchup. I think the Twins are going to win this series. Um, that's all I got to say, man. No, yeah. I think all the numbers, if you're looking at statistically, every, all, all the numbers are skewing against the Astros, and I just feel like the, the Twins just have a better feel to them. Yep. And the fact that they're, they're hot now. They, they took over and won the division. They were, they were, I think, the four or five seed early this week, and they, they've been, you know, I know the White Sox have been struggling, but um, they're going in hot. Let's move on to the A's and the White Sox. Like I mentioned before, the, the White Sox were the one seed earlier this week, and they dropped all the way to the seventh seed. They were literally handing the Yankees home field advantage. So were the Cleveland Indians for that point. And the Yankees couldn't win a fucking game. But this isn't about the Yankees. <laughs> I feel like the A's are, are facing the White Sox at the perfect time. They're, they're reeling right now. Um, I think the last I checked their, their standings, they had lost maybe two out of the last ten. Let me check it real quick before I drop some fake stuff here. The A's out are of the la- out of the last ten games. Yeah, they're two and eight in their last uh the, the the White Sox are two and eight in the last ten games. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant the, the A's. Yeah. <laughs> the A's are five and five. The run differential is uh sixty for the for the White Sox, forty two for the A's. Um sixty is the best in the American League tied with the Tampa Bay Rays. But I bet you if I if I showed you if I could do this somehow in the last seven or ten days, their their run differential has to be in the negatives because they've been really bad. The yeah, last the, the week White Sox, so. right? Yeah. So yep. the A's are facing them at the perfect time. I don't know if their their pitching is lined up because they had to they had to play into the weekend to retain home field advantage. They ended up losing it. Not only did they lose it, now they're a wild card team. Um, I don't know if their pitching is lined up, but I, I'm going A's in this one. Yeah, I would love to see the White Sox advance, but I'm going A's. Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm, I hate to take away this crazy season that the White Sox put together. And, you know, what's his name? Jose Abreu is probably the American League MVP, to be honest. Yeah. Just, be, just numbers alone. And, you know, what the White Sox were able to accomplish this season. But, yeah, I can't see the A's losing this series, man. Because there's, there's, it's just the A's, man. They, they, won, the, they won the AL West. To your no. to your point with the twins, it's time. I think it's time for the A's too, man. How how yeah, how long are they gonna keep clinching divisions and getting into the postseason and not making it past the ALDS? I need to look at their baseball reference page because I don't think this team has played in an ALCS since like the eighties or something. I'm gonna check real quick. In an um, ALCS? They made okay, here we go. So the last time they made an ALCS was nineteen ninety two. Lost in the ALDS in 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. All of them in five games, by the way. Wow. Oh, no, they made an ALCS in 2006, but but got swept for nothing. Damn. Shit. Either way, 2008, 2006, it's been 14 years. I think it's time, man. Then they lost the LDS in five games, LDS in five games. Lost a wild card game in, in 14. Lost a wild card game in 18. Lost a wild card game in 2019. It's time for the A's. I mean, come on already. Yep. Um, let's go A's. All right. The last last piece of news for the American League. Uh, the Angels fire their GM. They probably About looked time. at that guy. They probably looked at that guy like, hey, uh, 
we kind of suck. We have the best baseball player in the uh, yeah man in the world. Probably a, could go down as the greatest baseball player of all time. One and, postseason his entire career. Like, give this guy a shot to win the World Series. My God. And the Seattle Mariners finished ahead of us this year. And, and by the way, the Angels were in it on Friday. Yeah, by they they had to win out though, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, wop wop wop. Before we move on, I just want to make sure I have our predictions. Uh, you, who did you pick, Rays or Jays? Rays. Wow, me too. I don't want to. You know Yankees what? Yankees or Indians? I didn't. I don't think I really gave an answer to this Yankees. And I, I don't. I don't think I did give an uh, an answer. It's weird. Drunk. It's weird to think that. Yeah, man. I'm fucking twisted. I'm fucking crazy, <laughs> man. I might just fucking. I might take this podcast off the rails. <laughs> you degenerate. You know, it's hard for me to say that the Yankees will be eliminated in the first round, man. It, that's hard for me to say. So, I say, fuck it, Indians, man. Huh? Don't wow. make me. Don't don't let me down, Indians. All right, I'm going Indians too, man. And I'm a Yankees fan. Damn, um, man. damn, no, there's no way that happens, man. There's no way. <laughs> there is no Twins way. Are, <laughs> Twins or Astros? Twins. Yeah, me too. I think we're even all the way through. Yeah, A's, White Sox. A's, 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 A's. Yep. I, I'm writing this down, bro. Even I, though we got it even, I'm writing it down. Um, National League, the one seed Dodgers face off against the eight seed Milwaukee Brewers. I can't go against the Dodgers. I don't even. I don't even think we need to talk about this. Like hell, no, we don't need to talk about this. Although, wait, Mookie went down yesterday, right? No, for like a brief moment, I believe. Mama, no. Let's see here. <clears throat> Mookie Betts, day to day manager Dave Roberts said Betts hip is scheduled to face live pitching in a simulated game Tuesday. So will he be – I think he'll be missing the first game. What the fuck? Damn, man. Day to day. Shit. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's not okay. That <laughs> – hey, you know, Mookie, Mookie made them the best – you know, Mookie, Mookie took them from <laughs> NL West <laughs> – NL West winners to greatest team in baseball. So yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it's – okay it looks like <laughs> so do, is, does it start on tuesday it's supposed to start on wait no 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 no. the al so the whole postseason starts on tuesday so the, okay. the thing kicks off on tuesday the al starts on tuesday the nl series starts on wednesday they they alternate because this way there won't be an off day between series okay yeah so um, Mookie... there'll be baseball from september 29th until october 28th every day yeah so mookie is day to day as of now. Okay. Okay. I still pick the Dodgers. Yeah. The Dodgers. Man. <laughs> Come on. Milwaukee squ- <laughs> Milwaukee just got in. Like they barely even though Josh Hader and Christian Yelich, I know he's not hitting like the ball as often, but he's he still put together a decent number of home runs. I think eleven or twelve to finish mm-hmm. off the season. Uh Ryan Braun is yeah. having a monster September. Out uh, of nowhere. Tony Bosch. The Tony Bosch. What do you are you guys, are you is Ryan Braun your client again? Come on, let us yeah, know. Yeah, seriously, man. I don't know. So, By the way, I, I lied before. I said that the Houston Astros were the only team under 500 to make the postseason. The Milwaukee Brewers are 29 and 31. They also think, made the postseason. I think to your credit, you you we were focused on the American League. and Thanks, man. They're the only that. American League team under 500. So. Appreciate but yeah, that. the Dodgers, man. Dodgers, sweep? Uh, yeah, sure. Dodgers. Shoot. We don't know. We don't know who's going game one, Walker Bueller or uh, Clayton Kershaw. But either way, both of them. I mean, well, Kershaw's pitching great this year, so he is. Give it to he, Kershaw. He gave, man. Up, he gave up that one mistake home run to Tra- Trent Grisham, I think, from the Padres, where Grisham kind of celebrated, and and the Dodgers got all pissed and shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Um, Dodgers. Um, next series: Padres, Cardinals. Who you got? Well, here's the thing, Manny. Let's hear it, Den- Luis. Denilson Lament, Lament, day to day. Mm. Mike Clevenger, day to day. Kirby Yates, out for the season. Mm. So Fernando Tatis was slumping. Then that video came out of uh, Tatis Senior uh, telling him about his swing. Did you Did you watch that video? No, nah, I did not watch that video. So Sorry. shout out to Hector Hector Gomez out there, who I reached out to. By the way, last week was a busy week for me, Luis. And uh, he offered to kind of be some sort of a mentor to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to accept that 
offer because the guy's a monster, a monster reporter, reporter out of DR. And uh, he put out a video of, of Tati Sr. talking to Junior while they're watching a game on TV. And as soon as that video came out the next day, Tatis has been going on a tear. So um, hopefully he can carry that into the postseason. But I, I'm a believer in pitching, carrying a team in the postseason. And not, I don't, not that I feel so confident about the, about the Cardinals' uh, pitching, but they have Flaherty. But he struggled this year. I'm going to go Padres. I just, lo- I just like this team, man. No, no. I, I like the Padres. And I'm going to go Padres as well. I'm just saying, man. Like Clevenger and Lamette. I know, but they say Clevenger might come back. That that he's not going to be out for the postseason. He could come back. Here's an interesting takeaway from that series: the St. Louis Cardinals have played 30 games against teams over 500, over and under for the Padres. So the St. Louis Cardinals have played 30, 15 and 15 for the year against teams over 500, over and under for the San Diego. Padres have they played under 15 games or over 15 games for teams under under six and seven wow that's I'm, I'm only saying that because of the Rockies the, the the Mariners the Angels the West was pretty weak this year the, the West, Astros the West was weak yep <laughs> so and, I'm going and that could I'm, be a reason why the Dodgers are so great too I never considered that dun 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 just think about it the Astros the teams teams haven't faced teams outside of the region. So nope. this will be the first time this year that the Dodgers are going to face off against the Brewers. Yeah. Damn, uh, hot take, hot take right there. This will be know. the first. Yeah, right. This will be the first time that the Padres face off against the Cardinals. The Central was actually no- every every series in the in the NL is these teams haven't seen each other all year. And the central was tough too. So yeah, man. Four who knows teams if came the, out of the Brewers? Central. Who knows if the Who knows if the Brewers just come out of this shit? Like fuck it. <laughs> I I think I went into the season saying that the central was the weakest region. Seven teams are coming out of are coming are going into the postseason out of the central. I think we both said that the West was the hardest. Yeah. Really? That the I West was the hardest. That the West was the hardest. Yeah. We because can go back. Nah. because you have the Indians, you have the White Sox, you have the Twins. That's three. You have the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Reds, and Milwaukee. Seven teams. Seven out of the 16 teams in the postseason come out of a central division. So I take my words back if I said that. If not, fuck you. Um, Next one, Cubs, Marlins. I'm going to go off the books here, man. The Cubs pissed me off for some reason, man. I don't know what it is. I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm going to say that the Marlins, I know Cecil Sanchez hasn't been pitching as sharp as he did when he, when he first got called up. Um, but don't count the Marlins out, man. So, All right. I wanted to go Marlins too, but I'm going to go. We have to disagree on one. Of them. This is crazy. <laughs> Why were you so going to go Marlins though? Why were you going to just, go? just because be- I, this team has, I think the worst run differential of any team in the postseason. But you also have to consider that they, they were also that team that lost by, like, 27 runs or some shit. It was, like, On a that football one game, score. Yep, yep. So, right there, the, the run differential is lopsided. And they just, they're just, like, a pesky team. Like, there's no one player on that team that, that raises eyebrows or that you're necessarily afraid of. But who was this guy that I saw yesterday um, just running fucking laps around the Yankees? Uh, Harrison? What's his first name? I can't remember. But I'm like, I never, like, this is the first time, I, I feel like this is the first time I'm watching this guy. And hustle, this team has hustle, this team has heart. And sometimes be, that wins, you know? Could it be that the East was weak? I mean, we're talking Have about you, Phillies, Yeah, well, the Red Sox, Mets, the, Red, the Red Sox, you could walk all over that team. Red, Oof. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not, fuck it, man. Hey, <laughs> this season was a loss. Who cares, man? I'm a Bills fan. We're, I'm going to have something else to look forward to. Uh, all right, let's move on, man. A's, I mean, Braves, Cincinnati. I don't, I don't even need to tell you, man. I'm just going to write listen, my pick down because you already Listen, know. listen, 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 Manny. Oh, you already Manny, know, bro. Manny, you my man. Um, at first, I was like, Atlanta's lineup has been pretty beast this year. Also, there's something else I want you to look into, my analytical friend. Mm-hmm. I want you to look up the exit velocities and distance that get hit in Atlanta because in the beginning of the year, 
Giancarlo Stanton had the furthest home run in Atlanta. I think it was like 482 or 470, something crazy. That was in D.C., man. Are you sure? Yeah, it was the well, first Well, his first – that was in D.C.? That was in D.C. No, no, but then he hit a home run in Atlanta. <laughs> sure, man. Okay. <laughs> Fuck it. And then, <laughs> and then Ronald Acuna hit the furthest home run of the season uh, yesterday or two days ago, like 495 or whatever it was. So look into that. Mm-hmm. But So I, I don't want to rule Atlanta out, but I caught that little thing that Joey Votto said yesterday about how this Reds team is fucking dangerous or whatever the hell mm-hmm. he said. And I don't think the baseball gods like to make Joey Votto look bad. So oh my God. I think the Reds are. <laughs> I, th- I, think Trevor's, I think Trevor Bauer may walk away with the Cy Young this, this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Reds are dangerous. I'm going to have to go the Reds take the series. Okay. So do I. <laughs> I've been vouching for the Reds since the beginning. I have to, this is my feel-good story of the year, the Reds, because I went into the season thinking this team was super dangerous. They started, they sucked. They came out of the gate and they sucked. And yeah, uh, kind of fizzled out there in the beginning. And they've just been coming. They're making me proud the last two weeks, man. I, I feel like weeping. Um, yeah, so the Reds, man. I just think uh, Bauer followed by Gray followed by Castillo is probably the, the best one, two, three punch in baseball, in my opinion. I think the Dodgers, you know, the Dodgers probably have the best one, two punch in Kershaw followed by Bueller. Mm-hmm. But one, two, three, I think I go I think I go Cincinnati's. Yeah, I might have to say Cincinnati, even though I mean we're gonna talk about it in a few, this uh dual MVP type of mm-hmm. award that should go out every year. And the Braves have a good one. Freddie Freeman might oh, win yeah. the MVP this year. So I don't want to rule them out that easily but yeah i also think the reds can take this one i think they can take it a good pitching can neutralize good hitting and so this is what the crazy part is is that you have potentially the best pitching staff in baseball facing off against the best offense in baseball so Mm -hmm. it should be fun to see um so those are predictions we disagreed on wait you pick cincy too i picked cincy yeah God damn, man. I we, picked the Marlins. We disagreed on one and only because I wanted to disagree. What can What's I happening say, man? here, man? I don't know. Maybe we're entering a golden age of this podcast. There's <laughs> no disagreements. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about the Poppy Ramirez Award. If you guys haven't heard of this. Actually, should we do Poppy Ramirez or DK? Should we do DK or Poppy Ramirez first? What do you think? I don't have anything lined up for DK. I also should have said today's. Today in baseball, didn't do that either. Kind of got thrown <laughs> off. Well, I mean, you've had one or two or three too many. Yeah, three too many. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so fuck DK. Let's let's move on to the Poppy Ramirez Award. Earlier this week, I ranked the top five dynamic duos, I call them, in baseball. The the It used to be the three, four hitters. Maybe today you call them the two, three hitters. I'm not sure. But here they are. Um, and tell me if you agree or disagree. At number five, I have Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado. And the reason why I have them is because they have really good numbers and they they turned a lot of heads this year. But when, but they're kind of the same player in a lot of ways. Like elite defenders, run the bases really well, can hit for pop if they want to, can hit for average. Um, but they don't – they wow you on the on the defensive aspect – but they don't necessarily wow you in the other aspects. Like you're not going to see Manny Machado hit a 500 foot homer. You're not going to see um, Fernando Tatis same thing hit a 500 foot homer. They're still an amazing uh, two three punch. But I have them at five. At okay. four, I have Mookie Betts and not Cody Bellinger, but Corey Seager. Corey Seager. Corey Seager had a breakout season this year, guys, quietly, yep. too. I feel like if you weren't paying attention to the Dodgers, um, you probably didn't know this, but Corey Seager this season is hitting 313 with a 960 OPS. He had 15 home runs in 51 games, uh, 41 RBIs. Um, he had a great season this year, and Cody Bellinger has, was, isn't the same player this year. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but Corey Seager and Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts is, is Mike Trotter adjacent. 
So I don't even need to talk about why I chose Mookie Betts. But Corey Seager, good defender, plays one of the toughest positions on the field, is having his breakout season. And, yeah, so I'm going Mookie Betts, Corey Seager. It's crazy when the Dodgers got Machado. Yeah. When uh, Seager went down and we were all, like, thinking of Seager as, like, an afterthought. Man. Insane. I kind of forgot that Machado spent some time with the Dodgers, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. All right. The next one, whoops, I skipped. So then the next one I have is DJ LeMahieu and Luke Voigt. And I ranked them here because they both bring something different to the table and they do those things really well. DJ LeMahieu is a master contact hitter, won the batting title this year, first player since 1890-something to win a batting title in the NL and the AL. Yep. Um, and he's just, in my opinion – if you're looking for someone to fill the shoes of Derek Jeter, I think Aaron Judge, for the most part, you would say did that. But DJ LeMahieu, in my opinion, is almost like a Jeter-esque type, type of player. Like, he's quiet. He leads by example. And I love this guy, man. I want to see this guy retire with the Yankees. I just love the way he goes about his day-to-day, you know. He's like a work. He's a worker. You know, there's no fucking around with this guy. Plays, plays hurt. Plays hard. Are you afraid that you might have just ruined his career when you said retire? Probably. Yeah. I right, pro- probably. Yep. Long I probably sure, did. Yep. And I Luke hear you, Voigt <laughs> leads the Yankees in home runs. Leads everybody in home leads runs. Leads everybody in home runs. The home run king this year. And he's just become the vocal, the vocal, like the the vocal leader of the team. Like where Luke Voigt is, I mean, DJ LeMahieu is the the guy who leads by example. Luke Voigt has kind of taken this team and put it on his shoulders. Like when when this team needed a talking to, he went up there in that Zoom call and he said, we, we, we're playing like shit. Like, I'm pissed off right now. And it needed to be said. So, Luke yeah. Voigt and DJ LeMahieu. I'll admit, I'll admit I've given, I haven't given Luke Voigt a share, a fair, uh, whatever, however the saying goes. And by but the way, Luke Voigt is a, give Cashman credit for this guy, people. Oh my God, already. All right. Can you give cool, Cashman some Brian, credit? All right, Brian Cashman, cool, bro. <laughs> Win a World Series, fuck. I'm sick of hearing. I'm sick of hearing Brian Cashman's name, man. Already, fuck. Make the Yankees look like shit when he's resting uh, people after coming off of a 60 day DL. <laughs> God, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> no, Jason, but, Jason I, Shreve <laughs> for Luke Voigt. What yeah, a fucking nah, man. Wow. Honestly, I, I've never get. I've never given Luke Voigt his fair share there it is <laughs> but i gotta admit man this guy he 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 belongs on a major league lineup with how he mashes baseballs mm-hmm. so Word. fuck it i've been wrong before <laughs> <laughs> my number two uh dynamic duo the poppy ramirez award jose abreu and tim anderson and for similar reasons as surprise i'm surprised this is the number one man DJ LeMahieu and Luke Voigt. Tim Anderson, again, a master contact hitter. He was, earlier this week, he was only like two or three points behind LeMahieu. Of course, it's a 60-game season, so the, the numbers are way more skewed now. I think he, he lost by like 20 points or some shit. But either way, he plays a tough position, plays it hard. He's one of my favorite players to watch on a day-to-day basis. And then you have Jose Abreu, who a monster, man, consistent every single season. And this year might be the MVP award for him. I have them as my number two, Abreu and Tim Anderson. And last but not least, Marcelo Suna and Freddie Freeman. Damn. Marcelo Suna, did he get the triple crown? Marcelo Suna? Triple crown? In the NL? No way, because I know Juan Soto, as of yesterday, was the leader in batting average. Oh, okay. But you know, Marcelo, Marcelo, he was like, he was like third. So I don't think he got the triple crown, though. No, Juan Soto's 351, Marcel 338. But he was entering the season, he was entering the final day with a possibility of getting the triple crown. He leads yeah. the NL in home runs and RBIs. And does he? No. Oh, yeah, he does. 56 RBIs. Yeah. So, okay. And I, I wanted to pick Ronald Acuna, but, but Marcelo Suna had a way better season this year. Let's just face it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what a pickup by the fucking Braves, by the way. Yeah, man. Insane He's the Marlins. We always, we always got to go back and think of how the Marlins had all these guys. Yelich, oh, my God. Stanton, Asuna. Jose Fernandez. Insane. 
RIP. Um, so round it out. Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis, Seeger Betts, uh, LeMahieu Voigt, Anderson Abreu, and Freeman Osuna. Do you disagree with any of them? I do not disagree with any of them. And again, the Poppy Ramirez reward, David we'll Ortiz, to. Manny Ramirez, when they, did, to, when they used to do Freddie, their thing. Oh, man. Freddie Freeman and Marcel Zuna. That Those were the days, man. When it was Gary Sheffield and A-Rod versus Ortiz, Man Ram. Yeah. Insane. Miss it. They By the way. The other ones, though, man. The, the Eminem brothers. Yeah. Justin Morneau. And, Tra- and M- Mauer. Joe Mauer. And Joe Mauer. You got this, man. You got this. <laughs> trying to keep it together. <laughs> I love Joe Marcelo Mauer. Marcelo Suna though. representing DR. Right? He's Dominican, right? Uh, you or is know he what? Cuban? Nah, I'm going to say he's Dominican. I'm, cla- I'm claiming it. Let's claim it. Let's claim it, man. I'll look, it, I'll look it up as you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. He's and Dominican. Then, he's Dominican. He's Dominican. All right. Good, good, good. Good. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> we got another one. <laughs> All right, and the last thing I wanted to do was to rank the aces, and again, agree or disagree with me. I'm just going to go past it real quick. Let me sort this. I have my ways of doing this, guys. Okay. I'm not going to reveal my secrets, though. My number one ace, Cleveland Indian starter Shane Bieber. Yep. Damn, should I have gone in reverse? I just ruined Probably. it. I gave away. I gave Probably. Away. <laughs> but honestly, man, honestly, though, he Shane Bieber is walking away with the triple crown for this 60-game season. I had a feeling – I have a feeling – Maybe wins wouldn't have been his, you know, leading he's still, statistic. He's still got eight wins. Just because in, in, in a season like this, you know, the Cleveland Indians might have not closed out as many, but he's still got the wins in the short season. Yeah, I'm just saying like in 162-game season, however mm-hmm. much weight you want to put on this triple crown stuff, I still think it's impressive. But just watching Shane Beaver pitch, I mean, this guy, yeah, he dots everything he throws. So yep. I think everybody knows that you would have, when I think you can go in reverse for the rest of them. Yeah. You're right, because I think the number two is going to be more surprising than the number one. So let's okay. go in reverse now. Number 16. Wait a second. Do I have too many pictures here? Hold on. Let me count this real quick. <laughs> How many one, were you planning two, on? Uh... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. What the fuck? Damn, man. Bays, Cardinals, Giants. Uh, Giants. You know, top five will suffice. Um, I'm ranking every ace for each team. You okay. Bastard. Okay. <clears throat> uh, the last one is Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals, man. Wainwright. And wow. I was shocked by this. I, I took out his numbers. And by the way, I started this like two days ago. So one of these guys must have started during this time. Anyway. I think Wainwright started today. Damn. So his numbers are different. Anyway, Wainwright. And just look at his numbers compared to the Cardinals. Again, I'm, I'm ranking the aces for the teams that are in the postseason, not the aces in baseball. Only the teams that are in the postseason. The, the 16th. I guess that's not a shock. The 16th one is Adam Wainwright. I think he's the ace for the Cardinals. He had a phenomenal season this year. Bounce back. If I'm him, I probably retire after the season because I'm like, that's it. Like, I, I'm not going to match this again. Anyway, but he's not going to because you get he pitched dollars. He pitched yesterday. Okay. Next, I have Tyler Glasnow. Okay. Tyler Glasnow, again, one of the scariest pitchers in baseball, but he just gave up way too many home runs this year, and that, that skewed his numbers a little bit. Then I have Chris Bassett of the Oakland Athletics. A lot of people think it's Lusardo, but Bassett had a better season than Lusardo did. So look out for him. Then I have this one. This one is the shocker for me. Garrett Cole, based on what he did this season, falls to the fifth to the 16, wait, damn, to the 13th slot. Um, Out of the entire MLB rosters. <laughs> you have Garrett Cole as the what? 13th? If if you if I want to do this by feel, I'm putting Garrett Cole right beneath Shane Beaver, but I'm doing it based on the performance. Oh, okay, yeah, this is this performance season. based. Okay. Yeah, performance based. I should have explained that. Carry on. Carry on, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> then I have Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox based on performance. And I could go through the performance, but you guys don't want to hear this, so I'm going to go next. Then I have Pablo Lopez of the Miami Marlins. Damn, over Lucas Giolito? Just Who would have thought? Based on, just based on performance. I know, man. I know, I know, I know. Performance. I mean, Giolito threw a no hitter this year, man. That's why I'm saying performance wise. Like, I whoa. understand that, but so did fucking Mills in the Chicago White Sox, yeah, Chicago yeah, Cubs, yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, his name is. Yeah, yeah. All right. He's not next. On the list, I have. 
Clayton, no hell no. Clayton Kershaw, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen. If anything, this should be like a Cy Young ranking, maybe. But anyway, um, then I have Max Freed, the wow. only undefeated pitcher. I'm interesting. I'm interested to see. Was this the year of the pitcher and we didn't know it? The year of the maybe. home run and pitchers. Then I have Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. Can you mm. can you tell me what team he he pitches for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on. Corbin Burns. I want to say. That's what I was gonna say. What? What are you talking about? The Brewers. Oh, you got it. Yeah, well done. No, but I was going to say, that out, if you just give me a second. <laughs> nah, that's not getting cut out, man. God. Next, I have Jin Ryu, ladies and gentlemen. Then I have Zach Pitches. Granke. What? Pitches for the Astros? No. Granke does. Ryu pitches yeah. for the Blue Jays. Well, you said Zach Granke. Now I see. Oh, yeah. my bad. Then I have Kenta Maeda. Pitches for the Based Twins. on performance. Based on performance. Then I have Dinelson Lamette. Pitches for the Lamet. Is it Lamet or Lemay? I say Lamet. Let's check it out. <laughs> I think he'll be all right, man. <laughs> the way that we pronounce it. No, oh, man. D Nelson Lamet. Okay. Um, D Nelson Lamet. Next. Trevor Bauer is my number three starter, not my number two. And I'm going to make an argument here for why you Darvish should be the NL Cy Young, not Trevor Bauer. And again, I don't know if, if you Darvish started this weekend and that would ruin all this, but no, he didn't. Okay, good. Thank you, Jesus. So, so you Darvish should be the NL Cy Young. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I so. So Trevor Bauer is my number three starter in the postseason. Darvish is my number two. And then Shane Bieber is the best ace in the postseason right now. Okay, see, I didn't realize this was a, just a postseason ranking. So yeah, I was well, like, I said that in the beginning. So are you sure you said that in the beginning? Pretty sure. When you listen back, you'll okay. see. I'm going to tell you why. For you traditionalists out there, you Darvish has an eight and three record. Trevor Bauer has a five and four record. He wins in terms of record. But who cares about the win? Kill the win, right? No. Let's really. talk about uh, Ks per nine. In that's Ks a stat per that nine, I like. That's a stat that I like. <laughs> in Ks per nine, Trevor Bauer actually edges out Mr. Darvish. Trevor Bauer struck out a shitload of people. 12.33 Ks per, Ks per nine. You Darvish struck out 11.01 Ks per nine. So Trevor Bauer wins that battle. Let's look at yeah, but walks. But see, yeah. that's one of those stats that you have to recognize that 11K per... What was, what was uh, uh, you, Darvish? 11? You, Darvish, 11.01 case per nine. That's still and, a lot. Yeah. That and is Bowers still... 12.33. Yeah, I get that Bowers is better, but come on. Like 11, yeah, no, I know, but yeah, I get Just it. Saying. Just saying, man, some stats hold more weight than others, you know? Uh, walks per nine... You Darvish wins with 1.66 walks per nine versus Bowers 2.1 walks per nine. Um, what was the next stat? <laughs> home runs per nine. Trevor Bauer gave up uh, way more home runs. Actually, God damn it. Trevor Bauer is one, two, three, four, five, is 11th. In, in this list in home runs per nine. He's given up the 11th most home runs of any pitcher on this list, whereas you Darvish is third with 0 0.59. So Bauer gives up a lot of home runs. Think Justin Verlander last season, Cy Young, monster season, gave up way too many home runs that came to bite him in the ass in the postseason. It could come back and bite Bauer, Bauer's ass in the postseason. I'm dragging this on. Darvish wins that. So ERA... Bauer wins 1.73. Right behind him is Darvish 2.01. FIP. Who wins FIP? 2.23 for you, Darvish. Uh-huh. And Bauer 2.86 for Bauer. Okay. You Darvish's FIP is 60 points less than Trevor Bauer's. I think that's significant. Okay. And for those who don't know who what FIP is, is fielding independent uh, pitching. It takes away the fielder from, from the stat. So the ERA considers what the fielders do behind the pitcher. So you could have a shitty shortstop, right, who doesn't make as many plays 
So your ERA is going to go up because he's going to cause more runs to cross home plate, right? So FIP takes that out of the equation. It's the, the three true outcomes, strikeouts, home runs, and walks. You Darvish does that much better than Trevor Bauer does. So you Darvish wins that. Not only that, but Trevor Bauer's expected FIP this season, they're saying if the season had gone for an entire season, would have been in the threes, whereas you Darvish's would have been where Bauer's is now. So Darvish wins there. Darvish also wins in F war. He has a three F war, whereas Trevor Bauer has a 2.5 F war. So I think that Darvish is technically a better pitcher than Trevor Bauer was this season. Thus should be the NLSI young. I rest my case. Yeah, man. I don't know what F war stands for. <laughs> so, it's the Fangraphs war stat. Fangraphs. Okay. So it's just kind of like a, a self it's a self-proclaimed stat like they're they're like yeah this is our war okay cool this is our war good for them and uh in in b war baseball references war bowers 2.7 and and you darvish is 2.7 so according to baseball reference they're tied how the hell i gotta one day i gotta take time and figure out how all this stuff is calculated because this is this is ridiculous already but yeah based off the arguments that you've based off the points that you've laid out I guess you Darvish has been the better pitcher this year. Here's something super random that I had no idea until I look. I'm looking at you Darvish's baseball reference page. He, he is currently the all-time leader in case per nine wow. as a starting pitcher. Actually, he must be the all-time leader for all pitchers because I don't think baseball reference separates starting pitching from like, you know, relief pitching or whatever. So I guess he I guess he meets the minimum criteria to qualify for an all-time case per nine wow. ranking. And he is currently the all-time leader. I'm pretty sure Chris Sale was the all-time leader two seasons ago. I'm shocked by this. I'm not gonna lie, man. This is, I did not expect to see this. Me neither. And I also don't know why I completely wrote off you Darvish as a potential member of my fantasy baseball team, man. He must have really <laughs> pissed me off in 2017. Like like I, I just Wait, swore didn't that you draft him last year too? No, I did not. I have you Darvish hasn't touched my roster See, since there are certain players in fantasy that you that, just associate with like people, right? Right? Like people yeah, I, yeah. I feel like people associate Joey Votto with me, even though I don't think I had him last year either. Did I? You had him for a brief moment, I believe. Yeah. I had did I trade him to year. you? I had I drafted him last year, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. But but I feel like people associate Joey Votto with me. I associate Freddie Freeman and you Darvish with you for some reason. Yeah. And I associate Mike Trout with Horacio, our champ, by the way. Horacio, ladies and gentlemen, the yeah, Sarge. The only guy that deserved to win it this year, if you think about it, man. Such a crazy yeah. season. It's like the only guy we all agree. It's like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. You deserved it. And then there's some guys who just don't have any character at all, like Ivy, man. Like, who? who's Ivy? Like, yeah. Some guy is he stumbles stumbles He's upon close. players. He's close, man. But this was the year for him to do it. Uh he really does, man. Luke Voigt, I mean, leader and all leader of all in home runs. Shane Bieber, man. If I had Shane Bieber, I'd be in I'd be in the championship yeah. round right now. You probably just gonna throw it. that out there. Yeah. I would have won the shit. Did yeah. Rashi have Shane Bieber? Not nah, I've had Shane wow. Bieber. <laughs> that's right. That's why I'm talking shit about Shane Bieber. <laughs> and guys, I only had one coronita, by the way. Little seven ounce beer. This guy's like 20 deep. Nah, man, only like three, but, you know, I don't drink as often, so my tolerance is way lower than Manny's. Mm -hmm. Nice. So uh, that's pretty much it. That was our postseason episode, I think. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Nah, man, uh, end of the regular season, onto the postseason, but the end is near for baseball. Yeah, man. And when the when the baseball season is is over, where we are, we are New York City tri-state area based, although I, I live in Lancaster. I feel like I follow New York sports more than anything else. After the baseball season is over, if the Yankees don't advance, what does the New York City tri-state area have to look forward to? The Buffalo Until, Bills, man. The Okay, the Bills. Let me stop you before are, before you I'm Before. not going to say anything about the Bills because I already told you I might adopt right, the Bills for this season. I might That's be right, on your man. side. Join us, please. I, I had to endure all the jokes, all the explaining of why are you a Bills fan. I had to do all that already. All you have to do is show up. 
just be real. You stumbled into the Bills and they're good at the perfect time for you. Come on. No, fuck that. I will defend this. No, 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 no. I'll, def- <clears throat> I'll defend this. Trust me. I could, I could defend. I'm just kidding. Myself. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, yeah, but New York City tri-state area. Uh, no. So the NBA Finals is is approaching soon. There's no Knicks anyway. So you you don't have a Knicks to look forward to. I think the Islanders were eliminated. No hockey. Um, if the Yankees get eliminated in the first round, no Yankees. No Mets. No Mets. Typical. Uh, no Nets. No Giants and Jets because they fucking suck, especially yeah. the Jets. Woo. Just give up. Give up. Wow. Guys, give um, up. Roll over. Draft Trevor Lawrence. Literally, the New York City tri-state area. I think the, the if you, you want to include Philadelphia, the Eagles aren't that good. The Sixers are out. Um, no, that's reaching. That's reaching. That's reaching. Like, if you're going to reach there, reach for the Bills, honestly. But... What New York Tri-State area needs to do is turn off the fucking lights because they don't need them anymore. Save on energy. Save money. <laughs> switching to Geico. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> this is a guy who's, who lives there and he's shitting turn on his own home. This is like, lights. wow. Not, fuck it. In I don't DR, care. we call these people Mendepatria. That's what you are, man. Mendepatria. I don't care, bills, man. What- the Bills are the only New York team that you root for, and they're fucking eight hours away from you, man. It doesn't make any sense. That says something about the annoyance I get of that tri-state area, man. I wish I could meet every Yankee fan and tell them to their face, you guys are spoiled. You guys don't deserve it. <laughs> I'm <kidding>. <laughs> Just <laughs> I'm move, man. Just move. Nah, man, I'm good. Fuck. All right. Anyway, before we leave, I just want to say that the Welcome to the Show podcast has been around since 2018. We it, it really was birthed. It was conceived. My mind made love with CT's mind. <laughs> Stop, man. During right. the 2017 postseason. <laughs> or his mind made love made love to mine, depending on how you look at it. I don't know who was on top, who was in the bottom. But anyway, um, in 2017, as the Welcome to the Show podcast, we're currently considering a name change. Yeah, that's true. And a bit of a format change um so just be expect that out there but the, the show's not going to change it's still going to be us we're still going to talk shit um i just want to prepare you guys for that if you have any ideas drop it in the comment section let us know yeah man subscribe okay. to our youtube channel subscribe yeah, to our podcast where are we at with the subs last i checked 96 wow look at us we're growing so hopefully 96. by the end of the season we will be at a hundo let's do it that's the goal. Um, so help us out. Recommend the podcast. Leave us a review. Comment. We always comment back. And yeah, follow this Buffalo Bills fan at Hovel Mojo on Twitter. Follow yep. me at ManyGo3 on Twitter. Follow the show at WT the Show. That's it. Peace out. Peace.